Hello, everyone, and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And we are here to talk about the final Panthers game of the season. It just finished. Uh, the Panthers lost. We knew that uh, was going to cl- happen. Yeah, I'm clapping because it's over. This it's over. this yeah. this season, this two and twelve ending of the season is over. I don't have to get my hopes up anymore. Granted, this this game, even when we were up seven to three late in the second, I didn't. I knew we were going to lose. I knew it. Nah. Matt Rule and company sucks <clears throat> in the third quarter. And guess what? Tom Brady and Bruce Arians, good coach and good quarterback, figured out Matt Rule, and Matt Rule makes it no adjustments again, and they get steamrolled in the second half. Yeah, I mean, it's the the script. You know, this this was as scripted for the last, I don't know, three months, three and a half months, whatever it's been. Uh, Panthers lose this one 41 to 17. 41 to 17. That's your final Panthers game of the season. Uh, I, I was hoping that the Panthers would go out on a positive note here and, you know, at I was least too. give us, I don't know, it, it probably doesn't give a lot of people hope for next season, even if they do win, but it would have felt nice for a, a few minutes. <laughs> you yeah. know, I'm sure the pan- the players would have, uh, would have liked it, but that didn't happen. Um, the Panthers, I was just, just a real quick stat. The Panthers had the ball for 35 minutes to 25 minutes for the Tampa Bay mm-hmm, Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. And Tampa put up 41 mm-hmm. on the Panthers. Yeah. Yeah. Man, I wonder how often that's happened where hey. just a, a huge blowout where the other team, the losing team, has the ball 10 minutes hey. more than the winning team. Hey, Matt Rule said he wanted to run the ball more, and he did. He ran the ball 26 <sighs> times this game. To only 43 passes. Good job, Matt Roll. Stick it with your game plan. Stick it with your game plan. Oh, God. Uh, and, I mean, you, I don't even know where it, you want to start here. Either. I mean, if anybody wants to really think that Matt Roll's a good coach and not hear me bash him all, all episode, you could go ahead and turn off because that is my plan. Because Matt Roll, this is the quintessential reason why Matt Roll should be fired. Uh, mm-hmm. Fourth and inches. Or, you know, Cam mm-hmm. Newton's still on the team. You already re- trotted him on out the there once. Lines, just waiting. I, yeah. I mean, you already ran him out there. So that let's be honest. That's fine. Okay, we're going to see broken. him at short yeah. yards. Yeah. No, Sam Darnold up the bill. What? What are you doing? You have a yeah, like 6'5", read. 200 ripped quarterback that is the best short yardage quarterback of all time on your bench. And instead, you bring in, you do Sam Darnold that. No, Sam Darnold is mobile. Sam Darnold is not Cam Newton's short yardage back. Here's what Matt Rule says. Uh, it was just a QB sneak. If it were a fourth and one and you were going to run a QB power, then Cam Newton would have made sense. Nope, Cam Newton would have made sense in this uh, in this instance as well. Yeah. And yeah. if you're going to sneak it, then Cam is obviously the best choice. If you're going to try to do something else, Cam is still the best choice. Uh, because if you bring Cam in, then that's what everyone thinks is going to happen, is just a QB run up the middle. So that gives you some options. Yeah. Uh, it makes no sense. Uh, it made no sense in, at the time. And hearing what Matt Rule said at halftime when he said, uh, we have both both guys can do that. Okay, well, one can do it a lot better than the other. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anybody can do it. 
but now, one guy made a career doing it. <laughs> you now, know? If, Sam, if Cam Newton was not on this team, I would have had no qualms about that call. Sure. No qualms. Sure. But Cam Newton's on this team. Cam Newton is right. the best short yardage quarterback of all time. It, it, they do that. It's just Matt Rule thinks he's the smartest man on the field at any given time. And guess what? He is by far the smartest man. He does it like Bruce Arians, Tom Brady. They can outcoach him. Both of them. I think you could slap the headphones on Tom Brady, and he's going to offensive coordinator, probably defensive coordinator, outsmart him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Brady probably could be a pretty good defensive coordinator. He knows yeah. everything. But yeah, I mean, you know, this was just uh, again we've seen this all season long. This is mm-hmm. uh, no surprises to anyone here as to how the Panthers lost this game or it was a boring game, boring offensive um, play called game as usual. You know, I I watched the uh, Lions-Packers game earlier today and the Lions were doing all kinds of stuff. I watched part of that game too. Yeah, double, triple reverses, wide receivers throwing passes. You know, yeah, they were doing all kinds of stuff and they won the game. Like it it was a good game, a fun game to watch. If you're a Lions fan, you're coming out of that game feeling really good after your three-win season. I mean, honestly. Yeah. I you're mean, feeling not like only there's the, hope. I mean, after the second half of the season, the Detroit Lions are a way better team than this Carolina Panthers team. They are mm-hmm. three. They had three wins and a tie in the second half of the season. The Carolina had, what, a win? I mean, like yeah. you said, the Lions looked, you know, yes, they're playing the Packers backup. I know I'm going to see that in the... Things. Well, uh, the, no, Aaron Rodgers started that game, and the Lions were winning the game when Rodgers went out of the game. I mean, it, it's just that team is fighting for Dan Campbell. Mm-hmm. That I don't see that. I think Carolina Panthers, yes, they're playing for their roster. They're not sitting and giving up. But I don't see them fighting for Matt Rule and or Matt Rule really scheming up this team to win a game. Not like Dan Campbell has the second half of the season. He's biting well, kneecaps. Yeah, there, there's certainly <laughs> no innovation happening Mm-mm. with the Panthers. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know what Tepper saw in Rule when he brought him in that made him think that this was going to work out. Um, but we haven't seen Rule learning. We haven't seen him changing. We haven't seen him evolving. Um, he this the the in game substitutions and play calling and time management again today. I mean, they, I, I mean, let's just talk about one play. I think that kind of encompasses the Panther season. Uh, time's running out in the first quarter. It's fourth and six. The Panthers are on Tampa's 39, I think. Now they've already gone for it on fourth down at least once earlier in the game. You kind of knew that that's what was going to happen in this game. They were yeah. just going to go for it on, and that's fine. I was I was fine with that. Uh, you, um, you're you're five and eleven against the sure. winning NFC South nothing team. To lose. Yeah, that nothing to lose. Which is why I thought we'd see more fun play calls and and reverse and just all kinds of stuff that we didn't see. But anyway, uh, fourth and six, uh, they line up to go for it. Time's running out. Uh, the, the difference between the play clock and the game clock is, you know, a quarter of a second. But if the play clock runs out before the game clock, then there is a penalty there. Uh, so Matt Rule calls a timeout with one second left in the first quarter. That's the second timeout of the half. 
Okay, so the Panthers have one timeout left. Um, and then the play call on fourth and sixth is to just have Sam Darnold throw it as far as he can down the left side of the field uh, to DJ Moore. It was a bad throw. Um, DJ was covered. And that was what they did. And I thought to myself, well, if you want to win this game, then probably the prudent thing to do at that point would be to punt. You know, you already have to had to call a timeout. You're already, the offense is in disarray. Like, nobody knows what's going on. Matt Rule is like, on the sideline, looking at the clock, and he's you know swaving his hands. He's already sweating profusely. He he has no idea what's going on, and th- I felt like that sort of. Eh, I mean, it's solidified. Things have been solidified for me for a while that Matt Rule is not a very good coach and should be fired. Yeah. He's not going to be fired, but he should be. But that was rough. I mean, that was a bad, just a bad sequence there. Uh, Tampa got the ball back. I think they went down and scored. You know, at, at, after that, they got their their field goal or whatever. But that was rough. Yeah, yeah. I, it, it's just it's just the same old thing. I mean, the only thing I could honestly say about this game that I saw improvement over the rest of the season less mm-hmm. penalties, less penalties. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, sure. what what bad quarterback play, bad that bad time management, bad in game coaching. I mean, once yeah. once Tampa Bay figured out that Jermaine Carter would sit up, Gronkowski, 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 and guess what? Yeah, we never adjusted. This team yeah. never adjusted. Yeah, the I lack mean, of adjustments has been a problem all season long, and it, it continues today. Uh, you know, back to back plays to Gronkowski, the same exact thing, and Jermaine mm-hmm. Carter did the same exact thing. The defense was lined up the same way, and it just didn't. No, nothing changed. Uh, Jermaine Best Carter, for, I first think quarter team. La- Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Another good thing that happened, if you want to, you know, be positive again, the Panthers went 17 games and did not allow a first possession touchdown. It's nice to get off on those good starts. I mean, most, you know, good teams get off to good starts. The Panthers just, that's it. That's all they did. Is they mm-hmm. got off to good starts, and then everything else was downhill from there. Pretty uh, much every game. It's because they have a good scheme set up for the start of the game, and then mm-hmm. once once the other coaches look at what you're doing, what they're succeeding at, they stop it, and mm-hmm. then that leaves this coaching staff. Ooh, I mean, yeah. they don't know what to do. They're they're like a deer in headlights. And I'm not saying I would do better. I'm a, I would be a horrible coach, but I'm just saying, like, you're an we NFL don't have coach. The experience. Yeah, <laughs> you're an NFL coach. You need to realize it, but they don't. First, I think this is the best offense and defense, the best first quarter team in the league. Yeah, they and were it was up a few at, weeks at least ago, until a couple of years, weeks ago. Yeah, I and, mean, they just and, haven't scored enough points in the first quarter, you know, over the last couple of weeks to maintain that. Maybe, but they haven't given up a lot of points. Uh, again, no. zero points in the first quarter in this game. For a team that scored 41. So that's all you need to know, you know. I mean, um, I, I, I still go back to what happened to trying to run the ball. We have this rookie running back we want to see who looked well today. He played well today. Nine carries. He, he had two good runs today. He had a, a 19-yard run and a 15-yard run. And after both of those runs, Matt Rule pulled him from the game. And put Amir Abdullah in there. And Amir Abdullah finished out both of those series. 
Uh, Amir Abdullah had it. nine catches today. Uh, 11 targets. Had the most targets, most catches on the team. I like Amir Abdullah. I think I Amir too. Abdullah is a, a very good... I think Amir Abdullah is a good third down back, a good receiving back. Mm-hmm. But they played Amir Abdullah more than they played Chuba Hubbard in this game. Yeah. I, and they're going to say, oh, it's because of the situation, blah, 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 we were in. Well, you know, Amir, or, uh, Chuba Hubbard caught a very nice ball for a touchdown in the first quarter. Really nice catch. All hands. Had to reach for it. Had to make a play. Um, it's it's game eight, 17. Let Chuba go out there and try to catch the ball. Let him get some of that experience. You know uh, what you Abdullah have in Amir is, Abdul. Yeah. Uh, Amir Abdullah is fine, and I think Amir Abdullah should be on the team next year. I, I like agree. Amir Abdullah. I don't think Amir Abdullah should be getting 20, 20 touches a game. No. <laughs> Not in this what do you, offense. What do you have in Chuba? Do, does anybody know what we have in Chuba? After I don't. this season. After his first season. I, I still have question marks. I think he could be a decent running back if given the opportunity of multiple touches. I think he's the type of running back act that needs to constantly get the ball, though. I don't think yeah. he's going to be a spot running back. He needs to get that 15 to 20 touches, not 10. Yeah, I don't know if he's a guy that is going to, you know, like his numbers today, he averaged 5.3. But again, two of them, two rushes really made up most of his total. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's that kind of guy that is gonna he's gonna break one every once in a while to make his numbers look good, but most of the time he's just gonna get one to two yards or hit in the backfield or whatever. Or if he's a guy that as the game goes on, he starts getting those five to ten to fifteen yard runs. Nobody knows because they didn't let him do it. No. I think that's a huge mistake. I do too. Uh, you know, Add that to the list of all the things that Matt Rule has done that have infuriated us this season. Um, Tommy Tommy Trimble, another guy you want to see yeah. a lot from. I mean, yeah. I love DJ Moore, and I think he's a really good receiver and should be on this yeah. team and number one receiver. Yep. But this game was for nothing. Why are you not trying to see what Tommy Trimble has? I mean, yeah. I thought he was on IR. I guess it was COVID-19 last week so my apologies mm-hmm. to the listeners but it to, yeah i guess he had five targets i didn't even see that i guess those were a lot of throwaways because i think a couple of them were yeah um there was uh, a couple in traffic or at least but yeah he i don't know again this draft class i i don't know really what we got out of it um they no. matt rule tried everything he could not to play Brady Christensen. Uh, J.C. Horn got hurt early. Tommy Trimble had did nothing. Chuba Hubbard had every opportunity in the world, and they, or well, he had theoretically had every opportunity in the world, and they just didn't give him the ball. They didn't let him do anything. Uh, Ter- I mean, Terrence I don't know. Marshall, all of a sudden, Marshall was a zero, a complete bust. Like did nothing. He, well, he didn't even get to see the field in the second half of the season. Like it seemed yeah. like in the, in the preseason they were trying to gear him up for a big role in this offense, and then once the season start, they only played him like five snaps a game, and you're like, where where is this? Terrace Marshall had an awesome preseason. Terrace Marshall was getting drafted in fantasy drafts. Terrace Marshall being talked about, yeah. you know, on on talk shows about how he might be, you know, the LSU receiver that should have been drafted the highest. You know, obviously that turned out to be ridiculous yeah. but 
you know, they just they just didn't do anything with him. No, Even it, with Robbie Anderson playing terribly for most of the season, they did not give Terrace Marshall an opportunity. I, why? Why does this guy? I don't know. I, I, I'm just I, I, dumb. You know, we went through on. this with, with Ron Rivera, mm-hmm. who just did not want to play rookies. You know, he just, unless he was absolutely forced to, he did not want to play rookies. Uh, and I didn't think that Matt Rule would be like that, considering he's coming from college and, you know, he maybe is more comfortable with guys of that age, you know, and, and guys that are learning and, you know, teaching guys and things like that. But no, he just didn't give any of these guys really an opportunity to do anything. No. So I mean, what do you have? What's Matt Rule here for? I mean, we'll we'll talk about Matt Rule a little co- later. Collect and, and, collect a paycheck. Well, why does Tepper want him here? I guess is is my question. I guess at this my point. only my only thought is he doesn't want to fire his first head coach that he hired two years into a seven year deal. That would be my so only it's, guess. He doesn't that, want to admit a mistake. That and money, which. Which I think both reasons are bad. I don't. Maybe he promised him three years to turn it around that he gets three. Either yeah, way, it's it's a bad I, reason. Yeah. I, I'm not I think, seeing you know, any progression somebody, of this team. Sorry. No, we haven't seen any progression. And someone like David Tepper, it would seem like a guy that's made all this money off investments and you know his wealth management company and all this would know that you just have to dump a bad investment. Mm-hmm. If it's not working out, you dump it before you get in the hole any deeper. And it feels like this should be one of those opportunities for him to go ahead and move on from a bad investment, chalk it up to a learning experience, and go out and get somebody that has NFL experience as your head coach. And this is a game recap, but it's going to become a uh, – we're just going into – Yeah, I mean, honestly, guys, you know, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll look at some of the stats here in a bit, but – this is, you know, the season's over. Yeah. We got lambasted <laughs> on our last week. I mean, we're, we, yeah, we want to talk you about, you know. Yeah. Since the, the reports are that Matt Rule will be back. I mean, yeah, that is ESPN reported saying. it yesterday. It is looking like that's the way. It just makes no sense. I'm kind of glad this team lost 41 to 17 because maybe that makes Tepper really think, wow, maybe maybe I'm making the wrong decision here. Yeah, and there was a report is. from Jake Jay Glazer today that that basically said, "Oh, not so fast with this Matt Rule thing. Uh, he's going to have to hire a rock star offensive coordinator to keep his job." I, I don't know what that means because does that mean that that Matt Rule needs to go out tomorrow and hire an offensive coordinator? Because if you're going to fire him, you need to fire him now so you have you know first run at these. Potential coaches. Yeah. Uh, if you're waiting until to see if Matt Rule can hire a rock star offensive coordinator, then all these other guys are going to be hired, or at least deep into the interview process with other teams. And you're going to come in late. And that's not going to set you up for any success either. So, you know, there was a report that said um, that they were targeting Bill O'Brien, Jake Gruden. And then the Rams offensive coordinator, who I don't, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but uh, I mean, any, I think any of those guys would be good options. Um, Bill O'Brien's going to be interviewing for head coaching jobs. We know yeah. at least he's interviewing for Jacksonville. 
Jay Gruden probably available, but I don't know how quickly these things occur. So my my thing is like, if that's what it's going to take for Matt Rule to keep his job, then just fire Matt Rule. <laughs> yeah, because and uh, and let's be honest, you obviously Joe don't Brady trust him. Joe Brady was a rock star hire. Remember let's, at the time, let's, yeah. He yeah. was that flash in the pan, like, ooh, he's going to be the next, you know, Sean McVay. Sean McVay. I, yeah. He got interviews after a bad season last year because he was still that flash in the pan. He but, had five head coaching interviews after last season. So, I mean. Five. What rock star offense coordinator is he going to get? Now, I like Jay Gruden. I like Bill O'Brien as offensive coordinators. Bill O'Brien was a good head coach for Houston up until he had full reign over the roster, which he sucked. Bad GM, good head coach. And and Jay Gruden had some good years in Washington as a head coach. And I think Matt Rule definitely needed a head coach on, a former head coach on this roster. But it's too little too late, in my opinion. I don't see him being able to turn this team around to become that type of coach. Well, you and I talked about it when Matt Rule got hired Mm -hmm. and when his staff was announced. We were concerned with a lack of NFL experience. And both you and I said he he needed an NFL head coach, a former NFL head coach, as one of his coordinators. Just, if nothing else, to acclimate him to the NFL. Somebody that knows how to do things. And run a you know run a team, run an NFL team. It's different than running a, a college team. It's very different. And now you're asking him in year three to go out and find one of these guys. He's already talked about how he want he wish he would have brought in someone that he knew instead of Joe Brady as his OC. He doesn't know Jay Gruden. He doesn't know yes. Bill O'Brien. So this is obviously, I believe, coming from Tepper uh, or Fitterer, whoever's pulling the strings at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, I'm curious to see moving forward, assuming Matt rule stays, does some of his personnel decision-making get pulled? It should. It should. Do they bring in a former NFL head coach as offensive coordinator? They should. Uh, and then, you know, where does that leave Matt rule? You know, at this point, what is he in charge of? And how does the team react? Because it seems like, based on what we're hearing from the players, they want him back. I mean, what, you know, what Brian Burns can... wants him back. I mean, we've heard we hear we hear players all the time say that they don't want coaches back. That they're publicly, you know, negging coaches and uh, anonymous sources saying things about you know really negative about the coaches. Well, we, we got really we got anonymous nah, sources. We, we got, we, yeah, but they weren't negative about Matt Rule's coaching style. They were negative about how he kept uh, Temple and Baylor players on the roster. Coaching style. I mean, <laughs> that's not coaching style. That's personnel decisions. Again, okay. that's personnel decisions. I think a lot of it is is that honestly. I mean, you and I were talking earlier. It's a head coach should focus on coaching. But I also believe that head coaches need to have a very, very hands-on to the roster. I don't think you can just... I don't, a I GM don't, I don't agree with that. Because I think the coaches need to know what schemes works for them, what players kind of work for them, and everything else. Now, I mean, that's what I, the GM is for. That's why they're there. They're there to, it, make those, to, to bring in those guys that fit the scheme. 
once they know the scheme, they should be able to go get those guys. But that's it's it's a little bit different. You you're not playing like a GM needs to be able. I, this is my thought of a GM. A GM mm. needs to be able to scout, get the information, and relay it to the coach. Work with the coach to decide on which is the best route. I don't think that the GM basically being like, oh, this guy's going to fit you. You're good. I don't necessarily believe in that. I think that the coach oh, I, needs to do the shopping too. Not, so, well, see, that's I guess that's where I disagree. I think the GM and the coach need to work together, yes. Uh, the GM is the one, I think, that should be bringing things to the head coach, right? Then mm-hmm. they talk about it, and then the decision is made. I don't think the coach needs to be making those personnel decisions in terms of this is the guy I want, this is the guy. Maybe in the draft, you know, I, I could see that, but... You know, for free agency, stuff like that. I think that's the GM's job. His job is to go out there, scout, find those guys, talk to those guys, bring them in, you know, ensure that they do fit the scheme. You know, these are these are all football guys. You know, these GMs, they they know football. They're not just numbers guys. Uh, I, they they I, know. I understand, yeah. I understand that. But they again, I can't remember the quote by Bill Parcells, but I mean, you can't ask a coach to coach a player he doesn't like or doesn't fit his scheme you say oh the gm should know that but what if he doesn't what if the coach what then, if then he... they made a bad decision on the gm <laughs> well i mean that's that's another issue that's constant i mean yeah i mean it happens but yeah my I'm, what i'm trying to do is take responsibility away from matt rule i don't think it works in the nba i don't think it works in the nfl i don't think having your head coach effectively be a gm and play two full-time roles is is effective. I don't think that works. I am not saying he should have two full-time jobs. I am saying that the GM focus more on the cap situations, contracts, the scouting department. They but, have a guy for that though. They don't that they have that Suleiman guy that that works on the cap and he does all that stuff. And all that's under the GM. This is the way I Yeah, think. under yeah. But then when it comes to acquiring players, the GM should bring it to the coach and say, "Hey, we've got the we have you know we're looking at this guy. What do you mm-hmm. think? Okay, I don't like the way he does this. Okay, we're gonna move on then. Or you know, hey, in free agency, here's our f- top free agency uh, aspect or players we think we should go after. Is there someone else on this list you think we need to focus in on? And then try to work for you know cap reasons. I don't think so you're- you know." But you're basically saying that the head coach of the Carolina Panthers needs to know the positives and negatives of all these guys on all these different teams. No, I think that's what the GM needs to know. Before acquiring the GM them? Needs... Yes. I why? think he... Why? The, the, the head coach is going to spend time scouting other players' teams instead of coaching his own team? No. And preparing am... for his own season? Again, the GM controls the scouting department. But he brings it to the head coach when it's time to acquire players in the offseason. You don't typically acquire players in the middle of the season. And if you do, you'd be like, hey, quarterback situation. Hey, we don't really have much in the field of quarterback. We have Cam Newton. We have the – like we did. You bring it to mm-hmm. Matt Rule, which quarterback – I mean, I think Matt Cam Newton was kind of forced on him, mm-hmm. Matt Rule, but – you know, I think you have to bring it to him like that. I don't think you just strong arm the head coach and give him what he he doesn't want. I didn't say 
I didn't say anything about strong arming. I, I mean, yeah, I you're, you, the, no, no, you, you were like, no, the GM play, decides the players. No, it needs to be a cooperation. I said the GM works with the head coach. I said that. But I don't think the head coach should be expected to know what a, you know, second string offensive lineman on the Houston Texans does well and does poorly. I think that's the GM's job. No, that's the you scouting are right. department's job. It, it, that's under the GM. But before acquiring I mean, Matt Rule knew second, Cam Newton. But before course, acquiring him, you have to talk to mm-hmm. the head coach and be like, hey, do you think you could work with this guy? I mean... But but uh, why should the head coach know that? What? So you're just... Why should bring... he know how, he, how he's going to work with Pat Elfline before they bring him in? Why because, would how would the head coach know? Because he needs to know what his deficiencies are, and th- if he thinks he could actually fix the problem or not, he's gonna. Why see does these the GM co- know that? He does, and he's relaying it to the head coach before the decision is made. Okay, then what does the head coach need to do? He needs to make a decision. <laughs> Why is that the head coach's job? The head coach's job is to coach the guys on the field. <sighs> Ron Rivera always said. The, the personnel decisions and stuff are left to the guys that make those decisions. He's there to coach the guys on the field. I, th- I think Ron we Rivera have a very... Ron the best si- head coach in the, in the Panthers' history. I think we have a very similar thought process on what the GM and head coach is. You just think that the head coach should be only focused on coaching. He should have no input on acquiring players. I, but I didn't say that, Jerry. I said but that that's he's what, not what, the one that should be making those decisions. Input, yes. He is not the one that should be making those decisions. He's not the one that should be well-versed on who Pat Elfline is, who Cam Irving is as a player. That's the GM. The GM needs to be telling the head coach about all of this stuff, and who that's these what guys I said. are. And that's what I said. The, I said the GM brings the scouting information yes. and the player information to the head coach before you bring them in. Right. Because and that's all I said. And you're acting this is, like These I'm, are the guys that I think are good for the team. Yes. Here they are. Do you have any qualms about me bringing these guys in yes you know and if matt rule says i hate this guy uh okay otherwise matt rule should be like i've watched uh, his tape i I don't think he's fixable that's that's fine that's i think i think we're literally taught i think you're misunderstanding the same thing i think you're i think you're also misunderstanding what i'm saying i think we i think we have similar thoughts it's just i think my i think matt rule should have a little less input i guess and and focus more on the job of a head coach in game management, things like that. And less job on less time spent researching all this stuff that they pay other people to do. I agree with that. I I think Matt rule does spread himself way too thin. I mean, John, John Harbaugh of Baltimore Ravens. I think we can both agree that he has been a really good head coach. He was Mm -hmm. a special teams coordinator. He's never been an offensive coordinator or a defensive coordinator. You know what he's really good at? managing a staff he's good at managing an offensive coordinator he's good at managing defensive coordinator he's managing players and working with the gm to acquire better i mean ozzy newsom was really great for that team too by the way gm but i think that matt rule doesn't have to be a good x's great x's and o's guys he needs to be a good manager and i don't think he's a good manager well we certainly haven't seen it so far um and again, you know, he's going to have this whole offseason. And that, that's all. That's all I'm saying is that I hope that this offseason he's focused on his staff, 
you know, bring in the OC. And I hope the OC has some latitude in who their staff is, you know, who the offensive line coach is, who the wide receivers coach, the running back coach, quarterback coach, all that stuff. I hope that that they have some latitude in who they're bringing in and who they're going to be working with, because I think a lot of those guys need to be replaced, quite frankly. Um, but then I hope Matt Rule spends his entire offseason learning some in-game management, learning some adjustments, learning some time management stuff, and then working really closely with his staff on creating some interesting, concepts. innovative concepts. Yeah, it's just, you know, and, and honestly, less time worrying about the people that are going to be on the team. Let the GM kind of worry about that. And he'll have his input, like we said. But, you know, Matt Rule has a lot to learn and a lot to improve on just coaching the team. You know, because he has not done a good job with that. I, th- I think you would agree with that. Oh, yeah. He's done a <laughs> horrible my, job. Of- yeah. I- yeah. I've tweeted this out. Ron Rivera had one five gate five win or less seasons in his mm-hmm. entire coaching career. That was the year he was fired as a Panthers head coach. Mm-hmm. Matt Rule has two already in his first two years. I mean, yeah. and I've seen and no I, improvement from this team. I feel I've seen more regression from the offense and defense throughout this season than I've seen yeah. progression of any sorts on this team. Even the defense. The defense has... I mean, I don't remember, recently has really struggled. It seems like teams have figured out, as long as we we could get the ball out quickly, we could defeat this defense. And you know what? They are. They're putting up 30 points a game on us lately. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the last, you know, our seven-game losing streak here, uh, 27 points, 33 points, 29 points, 31 points, 32 points, 18 last week to the Saints, and 41 this week. So that's not a good defense. No. At all. You know, and they're still, and, and Tony Romo's still talking about, oh, this is the number two defense in the league. Uh, no, they're not. They're really not. No, I they're mean, really yes, they, they some do of that well is... at certain things. Uh, yeah. And then game game plan wise, they, you know, benefit from being blown out sometimes in terms of passing yardage. Yeah. You know, nobody's going to pass when you're up 32 to six in the fourth quarter. You know, so I. I think some of that's smoke and mirrors, unfortunately. I do think the defense has improved over last year. Yeah. But uh, they have it, regressed as the year has gone on. Mm-hmm. But it, I think like they I finished said, in, they've finished. Go ahead. I was going to say, like I said, I think that teams kind of figured out this defense that if you can slow down the pass rush, dip it on quick, quick, quick passes, you know, you can dip mm-hmm. and dunk, run up the middle on this team because it's been proven, mm-hmm. then that's all you got to do. There's not much else, you know. You can yeah. slowly kill them with the run game up the middle, quick passes, and then eventually, you know, that offense on the other team is going to give you a short field and you can get one in the end zone. It's the same formula we've been seeing all season long. Yep. You know, I mean, DJ Moore had another really nice season. Um, I think that's about all you can say on the offense in terms of positives. Who else had a good season on the offense? Nobody. Nobody. Not a a soul. Not a single player. And you're not going to win a lot of games if you only have one guy who is who who the defense has to worry about. I mean, 
I, I was just thinking throughout the roster uh, offense, no one. Brady no one. Christensen looked halfway decent at left tackle towards the couple starts he had. He gave up a sack today. But, I yeah. mean, I wouldn't say he was good at by any stretch. I wouldn't say he had a good season, no. No. I mean, he didn't really have an opportunity to have a good season, if we're being honest. I mean, Taylor Moten had an okay season. It's kind of hard to tell because he was just... Yeah. He, he was I one think... guy blocking one guy versus the rest of them just coming full strength at the quarterback. I mean, you can't really tell yeah, if that's I... him or not. Right. I, I wouldn't say that, that Taylor Moten had a bad season by any means, but... I don't think he had an outstanding season, Mm-mm. you know. Um, and on defense, there were some standouts. You know, Reddick, Burns, both had really nice seasons. I thought Derek Brown made some strides this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Shaq Thompson made some strides this season. Fell off a little bit towards the end of the season, but I thought he started out really strong. Um, you know, uh, Dante Jackson... Started out really strong, kind of fell off towards the end of the season, but I, thought, I think he made some strides. Um, Jermaine Carter probably won't see him back next year. No, Don't think he played well. He was he was the weakness on the or weak weakest starting player on this roster yeah. or on defense multiple on defense, weeks for sure. Yeah. Um, Jeremy Chan I thought had a good season given what he was asked to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he could have had a better season if he was uh, positioned differently within the defense. But uh, I thought, given what he was asked to do, I thought he had a good season. Um, Justin Burris did not have a good season. Yeah, so I mean, you know, even the even the really good seasons from DJ Moore and Hassan Reddick, Brian Burns, you know, they weren't historically great seasons. No, they were just. You know, pretty good seasons. This is what we expect from DJ Moore. 1,100 yards, four or five touchdowns. You know, that's what he's going to give you. He's, yeah. he's borderline elite. Um, he's a, a an absolute number one. I, I'm and, excited. And that's what he's going to give you. I'm excited to see, well, I'm excited to see Matt or uh, DJ Moore with a starting caliber quarterback because he really hasn't had one his entire career. Cam Newton, yeah. his arm was shot when he was playing with him. Mm-hmm. I mean, Kyle Allen, Tyler Heineke. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater was a Walker. Yeah. Couldn't throw the ball deep downfield. I mean, he's putting up a thousand yards receiving every year with those quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. I want to see yeah. him with a top tier quarterback, top two tier. I mean, you could be a solid starter, you know, and I would love to see you with DJ Moore. Cause be, I think he, honestly, he could be a 12, 13. <laughs> Like Andy Dalton would would be would do wonders for DJ Moore. <laughs> Honestly, here we are. This is the this is what what we're at. We're 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 begging for Andy Dalton. We're we're willing to look at you know Mitch Trubisky and yeah, Gardner Minshew and you know these guys that uh, that have obvious deficiencies, but. Given what we've had the last couple of years, we would welcome them in with open arms, honestly. Just because they're better than what we have. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, look, Matt Rule, unless something happens, he's coming back, right? Um, That's what the reports say. That's what the reports say. So, you and I were having a little back and forth earlier. 
about what we should hope for next season. Yeah. Um, and I put a little poll out on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> and Well, so, you know, what's your preferred outcome next season? Option A, Panthers go 2-15, and five, or two and 15, Rule is fired, and we end up with the number one pick. Option B, the Panthers make the playoffs, win a game, and Rule is back for 2023. Uh, most people would rather the Panthers go 2-15 and 15 <laughs> and have Rule fired and end up with the number one pick. Yeah. Which to me is insane. It's absolutely insane. I'll, I'll tell that you, you why. That you want. No, I, I think I understand why. You know, it's just, it feels like everyone is more focused on how bad Matt Rule is and that we want Matt Rule gone. And you would even be willing to give up a season where the Panthers are competitive and make the playoffs for the first time in five years and win a playoff game. You would rather the Panthers go two and fifteen, just to get Matt Rule out of here. That's ridiculous to me. Well, here's my thought. I first of all, this team has no chance of making the playoffs next year. No chance with Matt Rule as head coach. This team has has talent, but Matt Rule will not t- coach this team. Matt Rule is not a Super Bowl coaching court coach. He will never be that. If he does take this team to the Super Bowl, I will eat my words. I will probably print it on a cake and eat it. But I will eat my words. (laughs) And it won't be a cake. (laughs) (laughs) Matt Rule is not a good coach. Point blank, he is not an NFL coach. And you saying, you putting the option of the playoffs, that's like far goal. The 2-15 and season, honestly, I feel like heading into next year with Matt Rule as coach, we're probably going to be in Vegas odds of top five to get the number one draft pick in the year. I, I'm not asking. I, playoffs, what is, I'm, I'm is, talking. I, I'm just saying I, you put that out there. No, no, no. I'm, I'm not. I'm not asking what's more realistic. I'm asking what you want to happen. And you and and fifty three point three percent of I didn't people who responded I to the poll play. want the Panthers to go two and fifteen. Instead of making the playoffs. I never said that. You're putting <laughs> you words in my mouth. You did say that. I can pull the receipts. You, you said d- that. In fact, I even said NFC Championship game to you. And you still want the number one oh, pick in that rule fire. I'm sorry. I did, I did miss that part. But I still don't think that this team really has a chance at the playoffs with Matt Rule coaching. He doesn't make I, I don't think they do either. I don't think it, they do either. But if I had to choose between one of those two, I would much rather make the playoffs. Well, me and, too, because I'm tired of I'm tired right. of losing and tired of going over this every week about, you know, God, we have yeah. talent, but we just suck. We just suck. We can't help it. We have yeah. talent, but we suck because our coach can't get out of his own way. <clears throat> we have talent. But we suck because our coach is sticking by Sam Shitty Darnold. I mean, it's just it's just over and over again. Over and over again. Yeah. I would really just like to know, was Sam Darnold Matt Rule's decision? I think it's was pretty... going after Sam Darnold Matt Rule's decision. And if so, then that's fully supports my idea that he should not have personnel decision making powers. You know, was Matt Rule the one who decided to go for Pat Elfline and Cam Irving on day one of free agency. Those were the guys that he, that he was targeting. 
If so, again, he should not have uh, personnel decision-making. If not, then Fitterer is certainly not as good as we gave him credit for uh, earlier in the season. I mean, I think you and I have sort of come off of Fitterer a little bit as the season's gone on, and we've seen how some of this stuff has worked out. But they got some pro Like, if Fitterer's the one making those decisions and Matt Rule's all on board with them, then there's a major problem with the front office of this team. Oh, yeah. And the staff of this team. Like, a major problem. And I don't know that it gets fixed. If if Fitter is the one making those decisions too, like that's because all almost all the personnel decisions made this year were wrong. Absolutely, you could point to a couple that worked out. Gilmore, Gilmore worked out. <laughs> uh, signing Taylor Moten was a good a good thing. Hassan Reddick, Daquan Hassan Jones. Reddick was a really good one. Daquan Jones played pretty well. Um, yeah, he was on a cheap deal. That's not that's a, it, that's yeah, a win. Right, 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 right. Yeah, that's a, a, certainly a win. I think that might be it. Keith Taylor, I think, would say drafting him late like that was a win. He played well. I mean, yeah, he got kind of spanked towards the end of the season, but I think he played well early in the season. I mean, yeah, I, given his that, his draft position, sure. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I guess I'm more thinking free agency rather than the draft. Oh, but oh. Um, The C.J. Henderson, I, you still make that trade. I think it's so I, I hard. Guess. To say. I guess so, so yeah. Uh, it certainly hasn't worked out. I, I, I don't know that C.J. Henderson's good. Um, you know, the Perryman thing was a disaster. The offensive line signings they had were a disaster. Quarterback was a disaster. You know, these are major positions. Resigning Robbie Anderson over D.J. Moore, disaster. That was, yeah, that's a rough one. Um, Amir Abdullah, I guess, was a good signing given how much they used him <laughs> in the last several but I th- games. I think you and I agreed. Amir Abdullah has a role. Sure. But the problem is this this coaching staff thinks his role needs to be Christian McCaffrey light instead of right. what it should be, a five-touch type of game. You know, Situational. He should yeah. be a situational player. Punt and kickoff returns and, you know, mm-hmm. five touches, and those are, like you said, situational. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah. Uh, so, you know, long story short, Matt Rule's back. We're not happy about it. I'm going to be rooting for Matt Rule to succeed next year. I, I hope that he wins. I hope he figures stuff out. Um, I understand why... Many people would, including you, Jerry, would uh, just don't think that that's possible. Uh, I don't. Given what we've seen, I completely understand that. I'm going to lay out a little quick scenario. Um, Matt Rule comes in in 2020 into the COVID season. He doesn't have an off season. Um, he has a, a kind of a lame duck quarterback with Cam Newton. They bring in Teddy Bridgewater, you know, new owner. They're all still trying to figure stuff out. You still have Marty Herney. Um, next season, still dealing with COVID, although you do have an off season, but things are still kind of weird. Uh, you bring in a new GM. People are still figuring each other out. And year three, things kind of start clicking. That's what I'm hoping for. That's what I can see happening, honestly. 
I could also see it completely burning down. Honestly. I mean, but I could see, given what Matt Rule honestly has had to deal with in terms of, you know, injury, your star player hurt, you know, 85% of the games that you've coached him in. I could see things turning around if next year you don't have to deal with some of that stuff. I could honestly see the Panthers having a good season. You So you're still thinking that, I mean, Sam Darnold's going to be this quarterback next year, especially if Rule is here. Possibly, possibly. I he, say, he will be on the roster, I think. I don't necessarily think that he is guaranteed to be the starting quarterback. I do. I think you're paying him $18 million. I think what Matt Rule did with Cam Newton, I think that solidified my head that Matt Rule is ride or die with Sam Darnold. And that's what we're going to have to go with. So... Well, you know, I'm I'm gonna uh, to try to be optimistic and say that Matt Rule will do what is best for the Panthers to win, and I think he has seen that Sam Darnold is not a winning quarterback. Um, now, you know, I saw Sam Darnold make some really good throws in this game, and I think with a good offensive line, Sam Darnold could be a average quarterback. You know, I don't think you win a, a Super Bowl with Sam Darnold um, at all. But I think he could game manage his way to 9 to 10 wins on a really good team. Uh, I laugh because I hear that every year with Sam Darnold. Look, and- I mean, I, again, I'm trying to be optimistic. Because I hate, I hate being so negative and so down on everything. I don't, it doesn't benefit me. It makes me feel bad. And I just want to try to think that maybe something good could happen. I'm not making any decisions. I'm just a fan. What, what benefit is it for me to be so negative about it? It doesn't do anybody any good. I will so I'm going to try to think positively. I'll probably think positively after the draft and more towards the next season. But right now I am not thinking positive. I'm thinking yeah, I'm still I'm still I'm still hoping this 41 to 17 makes Tipper really kind of look at this team and think maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm seeing this wrong. Look, you I mean Tipper had the whole gamut of of Matt Rule in this game. The bad clock management, the bad personnel uh, decisions in terms of where to, you know, what to do. Uh, you had the bad personnel on the field making bad plays, mm-hmm. you know, the guys he brought in. Uh, you had poor play calling. You had an unimaginative offense, and you had a defense that got tired and blew the you know the game got away from them at the end. That's the Matt Rule experience. So David Tepper, if that's what you want, bring him back. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I mean, David but Tepper, if he is coming back, then then I'm gonna try to, to to think that maybe he could figure it out. I don't know. I mean, David Tepper came in. And said he wasn't going to deal with mediocrity. He's correct because this team isn't even mediocre. It is. Yeah, it is awful. Mediocrity at this point. I would. Yeah. I would love a Ron Rivera win <laughs> to lose season to season. Now, I was thinking finally maybe we could start winning back to back seasons. No. No. Yeah. I don't know. You know. Uh, again, just devil's advocate. It's only been two seasons. One of those was a COVID infused you know terrible season for everybody involved um 
so I just hope that that something can change. That given now that now Matt Rule can, if he's honest with himself, and he does some self reflection and looks back at some of these games and these decisions that he's made, if he wants to improve, he's got a lot of tape to look at. Now, to see quick where question. he went wrong. Do you think yeah. this team is better than last year's team? Uh, in what way? Just better. Do, like personnel? No, no, no. Like, do I better. think this team, like if this team lined up against last year's team, could they win? Is that what you're asking? Uh, I, I mean, because record-wise it, they're worse. They're, they're a half a game worse than record But I mean, like, seriously, is this team better than what we saw last year? Because I felt like last year we kind of ended on a high. I think they're the exact high. same. I think they're the exact same. I think that their their deficiencies are the same. Uh, like from where the team ended up last year to where the team ended up this year, I I think they're the same. I think I think the team started off worse last year and ended up getting better. Basically, where the team finished this year, the team started this year higher and then fell back to where we finished last year, essentially. So I think they they took two different routes to get to the same place. I, I don't think that this team is. I certainly don't think it's better than last year's team. I don't think it's much worse, if at all. See, I think, I think it's a little same. worse. I, I agree, not a lot. But I think yeah. the offensive line's worse. I think, you know, the overall quarterback play was worse. I think I would take Teddy Bridgewater over the gambit yeah. gamut of yeah. quarterbacks we had this year. Even though he never throws deep, I would prefer that because he's at least consistent yep. with the ball. Um, running back... Mike Davis, I think, was better. Defense-wise, yes, at the beginning of the year, that defense was pretty bad. But I I feel mm-hmm. towards the end of the season, they were getting better. Mm-hmm. But. I, yeah, I don't... I, I, I just... I don't know. I guess I think the offense was better last season, but the defense was better this season, maybe. Um, yeah. Uh, the offense was certainly better last season. It was more productive. They yep. couldn't score, but they moved the ball up and down the field. Um. But yeah, I think I mean, getting rid of Teddy Bridgewater, bringing Sam Darnold was a that was a really bad move. I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is not anybody's favorite quarterback, but you knew what you had in him. You knew that he was gonna be, you know, a solid C plus, B minus every game. And you're already with paying Sam him. Darnold. Yeah, <laughs> and you were already paying him. That's that's you were already paying him. And it's not like Sam Darnold, like you had to go out and get Sam Darnold or he was going to be snatched up by someone else and, and become a superstar overnight. That wasn't going to happen. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's it was, just uh, bad. It was just a terrible, move, it was the whole, the, yeah, the, the quarterback carousel has just been really, I mean, this is what we laugh at teams like Cleveland and, you know, and we, Cincinnati. No, we are and, the, know, these teams that, we no, are I'm, the That's what I'm saying. These are. This is a team I never wanted to be. Nope. This team where it, like we might be getting ready to cycle out another head coach. You know, I don't want to be that team that every two or three years you're bringing in a new head coach. I don't want to be the team that every season is a new quarterback. You know, I don't want to be that graphic that says, you know, since 2019, Carolina Panthers have started 12 different quarterbacks. You know, I don't want to be that team. That's that sucks. Those fan bases are miserable. And then you get one good season every once in a while, and then you're back to mediocre, mediocre or worse again. 
that's not. I, I hope that that's not where we're heading. But I See, feel like I, it might be. I feel like that is where we're at. I don't even think we're heading there. I think that's where we're. I don't think at. we've been there long enough to be that. That's where we're at. But I mean, maybe that's we're in the beginning of that. Maybe that's well, maybe that's where well, we are. Th- that but, that's what I'm saying yeah. because I, I look at this team and I don't I don't see a light at the end of the tunnel right now. Not with the yeah. Matt Rule era. I don't. I don't see it. And that I think that's why I'm ready for him to be gone. I agree. Uh, I mean, yeah, we're both on the same page there. Matt Rule should be fired. Uh, I really don't understand why Tepper's keeping him other than money. I mean, uh, we both thought that this ownership wanted to win. I don't I don't necessarily know if that's true. I think it's more he wants to make money. And that's why he bought the team. I I don't I don't think that's true. I really do think David Tepper wants to win. Uh and I think he's he's making some of these decisions. Uh, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he's just not going about it the right way, I guess. I think he desperately wants to win. And I think that's almost as bad as not wanting to win because I think you, you're you making these rash decisions sometimes. So I don't know. I mean, maybe, it maybe almost gives it. me some hope that he's keeping Matt Rule and he's not just dumping him and, and moving on to the next thing. It almost makes me feel better about David Tepper. Now, I think Matt Rule is a bad coach and should be fired, but it almost makes me feel better that David Tepper's willing to give him time. I think it, do, it, it bodes well for the future of the franchise. If that makes any sense, do you, do you see what I'm saying there at all? I see what you're saying about giving him time, you feel better about Tepper. But that's yeah. it. I don't feel better about the franchise long-term, keeping mm-hmm. Rule. Not keeping Rule, you know, exactly, but just... I guess David Tepper's ownership style. Yeah. Maybe that's, it maybe gives me a little bit of hope. I don't know. All right. We're almost at six, an hour <laughs> of us just bitching about Matt rule. The game, yeah. it's over. Uh, 41, seven games over. Tom Brady had a great game. Um, Tom Brady does what Tom Brady. Does. I think Tom Brady should be the MVP this season and not Aaron Rodgers. It probably going to be Aaron Rodgers. But honestly, if you look at their stats and you look at the records, I really think Tom Brady should be the MVP. Gronkowski had a throwback game in this game. Seven catches, 137 yards. Thanks, you Jermaine know, Carter. Yeah. I mean, you can almost blame all of that on Jermaine Carter. Uh, they, the Tampa Bay only ran the ball 20 times for 85 yards. They didn't have to run it. Tom Brady threw for 325. Um, you know, uh, Miles Hartsfield had a really good game for the Panthers. 12 tackles, uh, one sack, the only sack for the Panthers. Uh, he was all over the place. Um, you know, you texted me really early in the game and said that he was kind of making a bid for hero of the game. Yeah. I, I can't think of anyone else who deserves it. Yeah. I, he gave up a touchdown late, but honestly at that point it was already pretty much over. The game was over. And let's be honest, Miles Hartsfield, he doesn't get much attention or love. I'm going to, I would give him my hero because of that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree. Um, zero. You just want to give it to Matt Rule. I mean, honestly, yeah. just finish out the season. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I'm fine with that. Um, yeah, the Matt Rule zero of the season. Um, all right, so we'll come back, I guess, next week or this week, maybe sometime, maybe next week. We'll see. And, and do more of a full season recap and kind of do some awards and some things that worked, things that didn't. Off-season um, moves, grades, stuff like that. Yeah, look at – yeah, we might look at some of the – 
pending free agents for the Panthers, what we think might happen there. I don't know if we'll do that on a separate episode or not, but but we'll be back. There's plenty more to talk about. Um, maybe even we'll even do some playoff stuff. I don't know, but uh, otherwise, Jerry, I think that'll probably do it. Yep. We want to thank everyone for listening. If you're still listening, uh, if you like the show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at MeowMixPodcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at MeowMixPodcast.com. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it on our show. Please like and subscribe. Everybody, stay safe out there and keep pounding.